How did C.S. Joseph type his recently born newborn son an INTJ? Well, it's because I know what I'm doing. Look, I'm getting a ton of questions and a ton of drama across the internet because people are like, oh, you know, C.S. Joseph, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just some random blowhard uh, con artist on uh, YouTube who has no clue what he's talking about, and for him to claim that he can type a newborn child is absolutely ludicrous. And sure, I mean, I would have been among that group years ago, specifically when I was around 24, 25 years old, before I knew my ESTP mentor who showed me the ropes of psychology. But uh, this time, uh, it is the individual who is correct and not actually the majority. Why is that? Well, folks, I used to work in a nursery at a church for many, many years. I've been around pregnant mothers. I've been around newborns and babies consistently throughout my entire life, even from the time I was eight years old till I finished youth ministry in my late 20s, etc., before I moved back to California from Seattle. And uh, during that time, I basically took note of all the different behaviors of all of the children that I was working with uh, in the nursery at that point in time. And uh, before you ask, it's actually pretty common for ENTPs to be working uh, in nurseries because FE Child and ISFJ Subconscious, actually, it's kind of one of the ways that ENTPs can develop their uh, subconscious uh, pretty early is actually having exposure to uh, helping uh, pregnant mothers or nursing mothers and uh, very small children, uh, you know, in an early age and whatnot. It's just how we develop our very nurturing ISFJ subconscious. So it's actually pretty normal uh, for an ENTP to be in that position. It's also normal for an INTP as well. Uh, so I had this experience and after a while, uh, you see a pattern of behavior with all of the different uh, babies as well as uh, how children are behaving in the womb because sometimes mothers are like, okay, hey, wow, he's really kicking. Oh, he moves around a lot. Some mothers notice their babies have preferred locations uh, to be inside of the womb. Uh, other mother, uh, mothers uh, take note that the, their child has to be in a completely different location at all times when they're in the womb. And... Uh, Sometimes they have a kicking schedule. Sometimes uh, if they're feeling hungry, they'll kick a little bit more until their mother starts eating a little bit more. I've noticed that multiple times. But regardless, there's a host of different behaviors that unborn children have, as well as a host of different behaviors that newborns have, as well as you know babies of the same age. All you have to do is put them all together in one place and just take the time to pay attention and observe and observe that behavior. And I did. I did observe that behavior. I took note of that behavior. And uh, in taking note of that behavior, I was able to identify patterns and apply that directly to the type grid. Now, if you don't know what the type grid is, like what are you doing, please watch uh, Season 15 playlist on this channel as well as the Season Two? I think it's season two. The season two playlist on this channel. I would like to apologize in advance because the production quality of the season two uh, playlist on this channel is horrible, especially like that really windy episode. It's kind of gross and terrible. But most of the same information is repeated in season 15 to help you understand how to use the type grid and how to type with the type grid. 
Uh, you can find the type grid and get a copy of it for yourself right now for free. Just go to csjoseph.life forward slash type grid and then you put in your email and then you get an email to you. I will say though it's the version 2.0 it's not the version 3.0 it's not the most up-to-date version but we are about to release uh, a more up-to-date version uh, in the very near future hopefully in a month if I have my way um, we're having to make a kids mode for our personality test right now because we're going to be partnering up with some education institutions for uh, students uh, in middle school and high school etc who are going to be taking our personality test so we're having to change the language a lot, so we're going to be re-releasing it. Anyway, back to the main material here. The point is, try to uh, you know realize that after collecting all this information and having you know these patterns of behavior of these newborns or even unborn children collected, uh, you could see patterns and directly apply them to a type grid. So let's let's just use an, some anecdotal evidence from my own life. Um, I have been personally involved with the three uh, pregnancies and births and raising of three children now my INFJ son when I when he first uh, when he first uh, showed up I had typed him an ISTP um, but uh, my my mentor uh, my INFJ mentor uh, completely flamboyantly disagreed and he said that he was an ESTP and I'm like, okay, well, it's interesting because both my mentors, one of them is an ESTP, and he's the one that suggested that my son uh, is an ISTP, and the other one suggested that he was a uh, an, a uh, ESTP, my INFJ mentor. So it was a little confusing there at first. And I, I still hadn't collected all of that information, you know, in studying, you know, children at that point in time yet, and I wasn't really well-versed the type grid to be able to go back in time with my introverted sensing. And then you look through all of my memories and basically re-experience the time that I was in the nursery up to that point and be able to do comparative analysis uh, using introverted thinking logic to do that either. I was not able to do that. So I kind of I kind of went with it. Uh, but at a minimum, as soon as he was born, at, based on my experience level at that point in time, I was able to type my son as a Templar. I knew for a fact he was a Templar type. Uh, if you don't know what a Templar is, it's a quadra. If you want to learn more about quadras, uh, I recommend watching season 17. Uh, the quadra videos specifically are very, very negative, but I think it's important to start seeing the quadras from a negative point of view instead of necessarily a positive point of view because quadras starts getting into the psychological area where people are more succumbing to uh, conditioned group think or conditioned behavior instead of necessarily like their own individual natures because it's actually like four natures in one which makes up a particular quadro so that's why they're a little bit negative uh, and I think it's useful for everyone to kind of see each quadro with their hang-ups initially uh, and how they're judging each other the same thing even though they themselves are hypocrites so with that being said uh, that, that's how it was with my with my first son. I, I didn't really know it after a while. And he definitely did that thing where he was presenting as his subconscious. So very, very early on, he was presenting as an ESTP. And then all of a sudden, when he got to about six years old, that whole ESTP aspect just kind of went away. And I think it's because he started to be conditioned and potentially conditioned to be afraid. Like, you know, like how you condition a child where it's like, hey, don't talk to strangers. Because children, like small children, if you notice, and 
a source on this is W. Anton, uh, and I enjoy W. Anton's work, but he's got a really good uh, sociological study um, on, uh, on, on children and how they develop and whatnot, uh, especially when it pertains to intersexual dynamics or gender dynamics, etc. But in his book, he talks about how children are... Uh, you know they they're fearless they they're fearless they they're and it's as if their inferior function has no anxiety and security in it that and that anxiety and security is actually imprinted on children through human nurture and then that anxiety and insecurity because it's an inferior function uh, ends up resting with the inferior function because that's like that's it's not that's the that it's not the purpose of the inferior function it's just that it's so small compared to the child or the parent or the hero function that it ends up just taking on uh, anxiety so easily, right? So when my son was conditioned uh, to have fears or anxiety like every child is eventually because that's just what we do as human beings. That's just how children are. That's how they develop. Uh, at that point in time, he started presenting more as his ego, right? And then I'm like, yeah, he's definitely an INFJ. And it's been that way ever since. Well, my daughter had a similar had a similar thing in typing her. Uh, I initially typed her as an ISTJ, and uh, definitely ISTJ. But then, eventually, her anxieties came in through her own conditioning as a child, etc. You know, look both ways, look before you cross the street, that kind of a thing. And uh, then eventually, her inferior function started to present. It started to take on certain anxieties here and there. She wasn't as fearless as she was as a uh, as a baby or a toddler. You know, that's why we have the terrible twos and threes, etc. Right? So, and then she stopped presenting as her subconscious, her ISTJ, and started presenting as her ENFP. And she's been that way ever since, basically. So I have an INFJ son and an ENFP daughter. Sure, there could be some additional nurture later that could apply that may make some additional changes, but I doubt it. I don't think so. Granted, people's types can change via nurture due to like head injuries, etc., or too many concussions over time, and they can be one type initially and then another one later. Uh, or it could end up becoming like having a deep, deep, deep shadow focus uh, like what I had, I had an insanely deep INTJ shadow focus where I actually thought and behaved like an INTJ and it was very difficult for some of my mentors to even type me personally and it was a struggle, it was like a five-year struggle, it was insane. Uh, but getting away from my family, getting getting all of those sources of uh, nurture out of my life, being my own person, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I am an ENTP and I was finally able to accept that after insane resistance. And I was sad because I was no longer part of the INTJ master race anymore. Damn. Anyway, uh, that's you know that's just kind of how it went down with my two children. Now my third child is interesting because you know I'm married to an ESTP. She's got SE hero, right? So she's got really good external perception capability like I do. I have NE hero, and we both have TI parent, and we come to our own logical conclusions regardless of the influence the other puts on the other. Which is honestly, it's fantastic. It's it's nice. It's nice having a fellow TI parent in the room uh, because we don't enable each other like ever. Uh, and it's a constant, you're full of shit <laughs> uh, situation. Uh, so, and, and having that challenge uh, consistently, it, it, it's nice. It, it's really, really nice to have that. I mean, I, 
granted, I, I enjoy, you know, all of my relationships that I have with various people, but my wife, uh, you know, her, you know, bringing challenge to the masculine, especially through TI parent, has been very helpful, but we, we were typing our son before he was even born. Uh, now, my son, he's a movement type. My daughter, she's triple movement. So they're both movement types. But this child was even far more movement in the womb than they were. It was, it was insane. It was like, holy smokes, he's moving around a lot. He's kicking. Like, it was the highest frequency of kicking. It was the highest frequency of moving. He always knew what he wanted at all times. Anytime... Like, she'd start getting hungry and whatnot. He didn't like hunger. He didn't like her being hungry. And he would kick her, and he would kick her, and he would kick her, and he'd kick her. And he wouldn't stop until she started eating. And it was it was consistent every single time. And then she started uh, she started eating, and the kicking would immediately stop, and he'd be happy. It was like, wow, that's, that's kind of interesting. At first, I thought, like, he may have been, like, super SI-oriented, too, because he always had this preferred location that he would always want to be in uh but then i realized you know that's 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 kind of biased because it could also be ni it could be someone wanting to be in that same position if that's what they want and after he was born like he is the easiest child to take care of like even easier than my firstborn and my firstborn folks let me tell you was the easiest baby ever until like my son now, my INTJ son, he's even easier than that. He's like, he's like way easier. I can't believe how easy he, it is. I mean, I could literally take my child and I could swaddle him up, stick him on some pillows and put some blankets on top of him and whatnot, and then just get a bottle uh, of breast milk and just shove it in his mouth. And he's fine. He has that INTJ attitude of, hey, I'm super independent here. And, uh, you know, it comes with being triple pragmatic because I am triple pragmatic and I'm super independent and I'm also triple movement at the same time. So just give me what I want and leave me alone. He does not mind being alone. He wants to be alone all the time. Sometimes he gets a little cranky, you know, if he gets a little too crowded and whatnot. But he's cool being in his bassinet and just looking around and he's extremely alert. So whenever you see a child who's like very, very alert with their eyes, they're always looking at something, you know, um, that's that alertness is more of indica indicative of extroverted sensing right so and he already has the super high ni so we know his ni is higher than se so nise being in his ego so he'd be an ni parent or an ni hero which automatically means he's an nj type right we also know that he has a higher frequency of moving than my other two movement children right and if he has a higher frequency of moving especially since his older brother is an nj and then uh, his sister is also triple movement. And wow, okay. Then he would also have to be triple movement as well, right? He'd have to be, right? So if he, the only other type that's triple movement is an INTJ. And we already have identified, functionally speaking, that he would have to be an NJ type, right? And uh, so, so based on that, if you, you don't need that much information, folks. You just look on the type grid. If you know these different aspects of each of the individual types, you can use the process of elimination to come to a conclusion. And then after a while, you know, he he just has this, he has this, he has the INTJ death stare. I mean, he does. Uh, Railgun has pointed that out to me multiple times. He barely, if ever, would smile for any reason. Now he kind of does a little bit more, but it's like, it's always genuine. It's like something is happening that's making him happy. Otherwise, he's just meh, which, I mean, come on, that's that's typical you know, INTJ aspect, etc. 
So, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of critics on the internet right now that's saying that, oh, you know, C.S. Joseph, he's a total idiot because he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to typing his infant son. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I could be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I, I, I absolutely don't think I'm wrong, especially since I have a second TI parent who is better than most people at the type grid. And and honestly, let's be straight, ESTPs can know and wield psychology, this psychology in a way where they can type people more accurately than basically anybody else. I think ESTPs naturally are inclined to being the best uh, people at typing, personally, with INFJs as a close second. Uh, but... Uh, so she's verifying everything I'm saying. I'm verifying everything she's saying. And, you know, it seems like our analysis continues to match, especially given all of the experience that I've had with uh, babies, uh, my own children, other people's children in the nursery, as well as unborn children. The data is matching up, you know, if, when we look at the type grid and figuring out specifically what type uh, our son is. I, I really think so. So, yeah, the data is matching. It's... Um, and I do maintain it's accurate. But let's let's pretend for a moment that I'm completely wrong. Well, so far, my track record when it comes to babies and typing babies is that at a minimum, I have always been able to identify their quadra. So at a minimum, my son is a wayfarer. At a minimum. So if I am really, really wrong, then he's one of those other three wayfarer types, okay? And let's be straight, you know, when you're talking about Jungian parenting, you really only need to know their quadra up until they're about, you know, seven or eight years old anyway. Because at that point in time, you want to, it's really hard to kind of develop the inferior function of a, of a toddler. You don't really have to do that. But when they're about four, five, six years of age, it starts becoming really more relevant. And then when they're about like seven, eight, nine, you really, really have to work on that uh, because the conditioning, that human conditioning, that neutral conditioning, especially when it comes to fear and fear complexes and fear factor, that really starts to develop in children uh, pretty quickly. And you really, as a, as a parent, you really have to get in the way of that. And then obviously in adolescence, you want to stop working on their inferior function and focus on their parent function. But if you want to learn how to do that specifically, uh, go to csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman member, and watch season 23. We only have one episode left in season 23, which is how to parent INFPs, and that's coming out in April. And then that season is done, and we are moving on to a new season. It's It's been a great season uh, so far, and I hope you folks enjoy it. I recommend people watch the parenting lectures for themselves just to see how their parents should have parented them and then maybe use some of those techniques to parent themselves to help them on their uh, a bit, help them with their own personal development. But also it's really important to watch because like if you're married to someone, if you're in a sexual relationship with someone, you can see where their parents failed and did not fail with them. It may help you uh, have a better relationship with them. It may help you decide if you want to marry someone, you know, all these kinds of things. All of this is extremely relevant, and I, I sincerely hope uh, you folks take advantage of that. So yeah, that's csjoseph.life forward slash members. Check that out. And remember, folks, if you want a free copy of the type grid, csjoseph.life forward slash type grid. And uh, get that, and maybe you too could uh, learn how to type young children and whatnot. So anyway, it's all right if the internet thinks something crazy and full of shit. I, I mean, I get it. I'm used to it, but at the same time, like, I, I don't, I really don't think I'm wrong with this one. I think the evidence is pretty clear. 
he's an INTJ. But if for some reason I'm wrong, at a minimum, he is a Wayfarer. And I'm, and that's all right. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. Um, but uh, he's, he's, he's very movement, moves way more higher frequency of movement than my other two children. And they both of them are movement. And uh, definitely NISE, you know, so within that standpoint. So that'd be pretty, it'd be pretty interesting. I mean, he could possibly be an ESFP, but I really, really don't think so. Uh, ESFPs, they, they're a lot more sensitive with their expert sensing bubble, and he's not as sensitive with it. He's okay being up close uh, as long as, you know, he's chosen to allow people to be up close, etc. And he just, he always knows what he wants. Like, he'll, he'll push the bottle away, or he'll do, he'll, he has different actions and activities where he's very sure of what he wants, whereas an ESFP, they kind of just like want everything or they don't know what they want. They always want to keep their options open, but he's fine with limiting his own options when he knows the specific option that he wants. So as a result, folks, by process of deduction and elimination, my newborn child, who is literally almost four weeks old here, uh, is an INTJ, and I'm sticking with it. Anyway, folks, uh, thanks for watching, and uh, I'll see you guys tonight. What's up Eagle Hackers? Thanks for watching this video and if you enjoyed it, please hit the like button below. That would be the dopest. Also, if you want to see similar videos uh, to this video, just click on any of the videos that you see here so you can go check those out as well. And if you have not taken our personality test to find out your type, please do so at csjoseph.life forward slash discover.